Hello everyone, it's your girl Kira La Curandera or Kira the Healer and you are tuned into Mystic Mommy Podcast. I just want to thank all my listeners um, for supporting me up until now. Uh, it's been over a year since I started this podcast and I'm just so grateful and thankful and I give so much gratitude to everyone who tunes in and supports me and streams my episodes and streams uh <clears throat> Uh, all my meditations and everything, um, all of the followers I have gained since then. Without you, I would be nowhere. And I just have to give so much gratitude and appreciation to you. Um, So with that being said, um, like I said, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. Um, This episode, I'm going to talk about something a little bit different. I know uh, previous episodes, I usually cover a subject, But this one, I'm going to kind of cover a subject, but it's going to dive a little bit deeper into the subject as well on a more personal level or aspect. I'm going to cover self-awareness and imposter syndrome. Um, Before that, though, I have to do my selfless promotions. Your girl does readings. If you would like to book a reading with me, I do healing sessions and I also do tarot. You can do so. Um, My Instagram is mystic.mommy.healing. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C dot M-A-M-I dot H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Or you can hit me up on Etsy and that's Mystic Mommy Healing on all one word um, altogether. I do free weekly readings on YouTube uh, for these signs. So you could check me out. My YouTube is Kira La Curandera. That's Kira, K-I-R-A, La, L-A, Curandera. If you don't don't know what Curandera means, it means healer, but Kira La Curandera is uh, K-I-R-A-L-A-C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R-A. With that being said, um, I'm just going to dive into this episode because I'm just so ready to just talk about this. I'm going to try my best not to ramble. Uh, I am a double Gemini in my big three, so it gets very hard for me to stop talking. Um, So I had to put bullet points in this episode just so I'm like... Girl, make sure you're not talking about a bunch of shit and you just like don't make sense. Um, because this is something I really, really wanted to talk about just because I have, I always talk about this starting my healing journey and being on my healing journey um, and continuing to heal all the trauma. And it's like, I don't want to say every day, but I, <laughs> I, I constantly find things that I need to work on or things that I didn't realize were fucking triggering or, um, were, you know, traumatic until I hear other people talk about their experiences or it's just kind of like, you know, you're having a simple conversation with someone and then you're like, yeah, you know, remember when our parents used to do this? And they're like, no, my parents never did that before. And you're just kind of like, okay. And you kind of just like back out of the conversation just like, fuck, that was awkward. Um, But yeah, it's just shit like that. That just makes me like, Kira, you have to heal. Um, Even like me, currently not being in a relationship and being open to being in a relationship and open to finding true love and happily ever after, whatever the fuck that is nowadays. Um, Me just wanting to grow old with someone very special who treats me with the utmost respect as I would do them. Um, I find myself constantly working on communication, which is, like I said, crazy for a double Gemini. Uh, Because Mercury is my ruling planet, so you would think that communication would be uh, something that I'm very good with. But I am trying my best all the time to uh, 
uh, not erase my trauma, but heal the trauma and understand and be aware, which is why I was like, self-awareness is such a good uh, topic to talk about with this. Um, as a collective, I feel like a lot of us have been becoming more self-aware and becoming more understanding of ourselves, even though it's like you can live in your body for as long as you have and you cannot feel like yourself. You cannot feel like you relate to that person um, who you think you are. And that's why I talk about imposter syndrome and you feeling like a phony or a fraud, even though it really truly is you in some aspect. Um, because I feel like when you are unhealed or when you're traumatized or when you, uh, have a lot of damage and healing that you need to be able to, um, go through, undergo, um, when you have a, a, a lot to do in that department, um, you can not feel like yourself because, you don't know what the true self is because you've been so fixated on your unhealthy ego and um, your triggers and your trauma and living from that mindset and not a mindset of where you are healed and you have a better understanding of others. I'm so sorry. You okay? Sorry about that. Um, house full of animals. It's very hard for me to keep things very quiet around here. And I'm like literally recording like 11 o'clock at night. I have work in the morning and I'm like, let me record this episode because I had like, I'm literally driving home from work and it popped in my head and I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk about this. Um, but <laughs> you never get peace around this house. Uh, okay. So we all know what self-awareness is uh, and what it is. <clears throat> However, um, like, are you aware as you know, you should ask yourself this, are you aware of your traumas and your triggers? I feel like we will never, I feel like we heal from situations, but I don't feel like the healing erases things. Um, and I'm going to go ahead. Trigger warning. Of course, my episodes always contain cursing, not safe at work. I'm always cursing, always talking about, uh, traumatic situations and triggers. Um, but someone who myself, a, a victim of domestic violence or a victim of sexual assault. Um, the You cannot erase those experiences. They happen to you, unfortunately. It's just you have to learn from them and you have to grow with them and you have to uh, separate the trauma and the act of it um, that happened from who you are as a person. Because I used to identify as a domestic violence victim. I am not a victim. It's just something that happened to me. When I lived in a victim mindset, I used to, it allowed me to minimize myself and people overpower themselves over me, especially men, because it, it, throughout my life, all of the experiences that I had, well, the, the sexual assault experiences, or not experiences, I hate that word, the sexual assault, um, you know, situations that have happened to me, unfortunately, or circumstances, it was men who were the aggressor or the attacker in that situation. Um, and same with domestic violence. I, I did experience domestic violence with women, but more so it was a lot often with men. Um, <clears throat> however, I learned to separate myself from that situation and stop calling myself a victim because I wasn't a victim. I experienced something that was super fucked up, but I grew from it. I learned the lesson out of it and I moved forward. Um, that's how I was able to heal. Your situation might be different. Um, 
of course, therapy is always good, but also getting to understand who you are as a self because you're not a victim. You don't have that label. That label doesn't define you. You have to be able to understand who you are as a person and understand that was just something really fucked up that happened to you. And it doesn't mean that it's okay that the person did that to you. It doesn't mean that they should get away with what they did to you. It just means that you need to learn to separate yourself from that circumstance that happened so that it doesn't create a part of you. Um, so like I said, I do feel like we heal from the situation, but I don't feel like we truly, um, <clears throat> like it doesn't erase what happened. So it's like, it, I don't want to say it's like healed, gone forever. That's it. That, you know, I'm good. No, it's just more so, okay, this happened to me. I experienced this, but it doesn't create me as a person. Um, so like I said, I feel like we will have like a complete understanding of the things that happened to us. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this is like referring back to the trauma. Um, there will be times where you can look back on the situations and you'll feel less triggered and you'll be able to analyze it. I feel like that's how you know, um, that you have healed a certain part of you or uh, um, a wound, or one of the wounds that you experienced. Um, for me, it was very difficult after that to have sex with people. Um, I felt very closed off or it triggered something else and I became hypersexual. Um, and I was just, you know, hypersexual. I sexualized my body. I felt like this is what <clears throat> people wanted because that's what it seemed like everyone wanted. Um, <clears throat> so I hypersexualized myself after going through the experiences that I did when it came to domestic violence and sexual assault, not trying to throw anything or pin anything on anyone. It's just, I started making those, um, references of the situation that happened, like looking back on it when I was trying to heal or when I was going through the healing process of those things, because then those, those created wounds that created even bigger wounds. And then when I tried to have a healthy, happy relationship or I tried to meet other people, I seemed to never be able to land the right person or land a good person or land somebody who I was compatible with um, because we were speaking to each other from both of our wounds. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when you're getting over that situation, you're healing that situation, when you're able to speak about the traumatizing shit that happened and you don't, you don't, you don't really, you know, you don't cry you don't get agitated. You don't get upset or angry when you speak about it. You might laugh about it. I'm, uh, I tried to, I've been through so much shit. <clears throat> I feel like I laugh through my trauma now. Um, a lot of times I'm like, it's really not fucking funny. I think the laughing is like, because I'm nervous, especially if I'm like sharing things with people, like I would laugh about something traumatic that happened. Um, especially like I, I have people within like, like at my workplace or like people who have uh, like acquaintances or friends who have experienced some of the traumatic stuff that I did and we will joke about it. But I know deep down inside that at one point that shit did hurt us, but we're just in a comfortable space where we could talk about it. And it's just like, okay, like I can make a joke out of it because um, the joke kind of lightens the mood. I just don't want to bring you down in a dark place, you know? Um, like even like now, like reflecting back on uh, the domestic violence relationship, I, I had 
multiple, but there was one that was just really fucking traumatizing. And like, I could look back on it now, like, damn, that bitch was a nut job. And it's just like, okay, I can laugh about it, even though it's not fucking funny. It's not a joke. What that person did was seriously fucked up. But at the same time, it's just more so like, I tried to ease my nerves by like making a joke out of it or something like that. Um, just because it's just like, I don't want to, I, I feel like there's, the tears have dried out from that situation. I can no longer cry over it, over it. I've been to, you know, therapy. I've gotten help. I've done healing, a lot of shadow work and everything. And it's just kind of like, I'm ready to move forward. So talking about that doesn't trigger me as, as much as it did before. Um, even in like my childhood, um, I laugh about it. It was pretty fucked up, but like, uh, my, me and my sisters, we've endured a lot and I don't want to like sit here and say like, oh, this is a parent bashing episode because, um, no parent is perfect. I am a parent and parenting is hard as shit. But at the same time, I do understand the fact that um, hurt people hurt people. Um, and I feel like the same thing applies to parenting. It applies to anything in life. But how are you able to or capable of loving someone unconditionally or wanting someone to grow when you weren't given that experience. And I feel like a lot of that stemmed, like from my parents, a lot of it was more so, how was I, how how, how was she able to properly love me and my sisters or just, or maybe, I don't know what my sister's experiences was, so I can't speak on theirs, but how are you able to properly love someone or love your child unconditionally and understand who they are and understand that everyone is different? How can you love them unconditionally or even love them at all if that's not what you experienced? You know, people think, I put a roof over your head. Um, you know, you had food to eat at night. That wasn't my situation all the time. But I, I heard some people argue that as something Um you're like, oh, well, you had food to eat, you know, um, <clears throat> or I tried my best. I just had to work. Or the bills had to be paid. And <clears throat> it's definitely more so an understanding of like those were the bare minimums. But love was something that I was never taught. I truly feel like love was something I never learned until later in life after I had my kid. And I like that was a having a child of course is like unconditional love because it is just one is just is this one person depends on me how can i not love this little person who came from me who looks like me who has their own little personality and they grow up to be a great person um how can i not love someone like that but i was never taught love i was taught more survival like you, I had you, you're here. I'm just going to try to do what the fuck I can until you make it to 18. And then that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, I, me, I, me and my, my little sister, we make jokes all the time about our traumatic childhood. And I know a lot of people, you know, um, I, I try to find humor in things just because I just don't want to, like I said, deal with the bullshit that I went through. But 
um, it is what it is. That's, that's how I, I know, like, it's not triggering or I've healed some of my maternal wounds that I had because now I can talk about it and I can laugh about it. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's pretty fucked up. But then I also look at it from another aspect of her perspective. I tr- like deep down in my heart, I truly can't be mad at someone who wasn't given the love, you know, that, you know, they deserved as a child or they weren't given the, you know, um, the right to be a child or they weren't given the right to be themselves. How can I be mad because you're unaware of yourself and you projected all of your trauma onto your children, I can't be mad if that's what was taught to you. So it's just very hard for me or very difficult for me to be very angry or upset anymore when I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective. Um, however, okay, I feel like I strayed, right? That's the one thing that I said I was not going to do. Um, <clears throat> and here I am straying. But Let's talk about like self-awareness. Like what the what is self-awareness? I feel like everyone kind of knows what it is or everyone knows what it is, but you know, self-awareness is to understand who you are as an individual, um, your likes, your dislikes, how you would, you know, for example, how you would react in a situation. Um, because you can be in a room full of 10 people, and if a situation happened, half the people would probably be like, Oh, that couldn't have been me. I would have beat her ass. But then you might have another few people. We're just like, oh, I wouldn't have done that because clearly the person was frustrated. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm a passive person. I'm going to just let bygones be bygones. Um, that's self-awareness of knowing how you are, how you would react in something, your dreams, your desires, your passion, what, what drives you. But imposter syndrome will have you fucked up, okay? I feel like a lot of imposter syndrome or being un, like unaware of the self is like, an unhealthy ego. I talk a lot, or I have talked a lot about uh, ego death in the past. I don't necessarily feel like we can continuously have ego death. I feel like every once in a while, or you know, the ego will, the ego will come in to make certain decisions, or you know, help you out. I do have to say, uh, and it sucks as a Gemini that ego. Um, I try not to let my ego get to me, but there are times where it's just like, you know, um, I'm like a, a alternative person, like very alternative in my looks. So when someone's like, oh, wow, you know, like you look cool or whatever. I love your tattoos and your, your locks or whatever. My ego is immediately like, yeah, like stroke that shit. But then there's also part of me that's like, okay, like tranquilo, like chill out, you know, like take the compliment, keep it moving. Um, <clears throat> but your your ego, you can have a healthy ego. It just has to be a balance and being, I think being aware, being self-aware of those things is what's going to get you to live a happy life. Um, not just that, I feel like a lot of the times that's how we suffer from um so many like fucked up things in our in our psyche, in our in our mental space. Um because of us being unaware of what's going on, because of us having an unhealthy ego um, and, you know, having imposter syndrome, right? Personally, I have experienced imposter syndrome and being like, I, 
Sorry, I have been coming over something for like the past week. I still got that cough and it's like bothering me to the fucking core. I digress though, but um, I did have imposter syndrome really bad. I've had it a few times really bad, unhealthy ego, but um, I have it in like periods, like spurts. Um, I haven't had it in a very long time because I've been doing a lot of like shadow work and integrating. And I feel like a lot of ego, um, everyone talks about ego death and stuff like that, but I feel like you have to, the darker shadow side of you is not something you should shun and turn away. Um, I feel like that's something you should incorporate and embrace because it's a part of you, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Everyone thinks that spiritual people are singing kumbaya and doing kundalini yoga and, you know, doing Reiki and shit and aligning people's chakras. And a lot of the times, most spiritual people did fucked up shit or, you know, said fucked up shit or was a fucked up person before they became an enlightened person or when they were walking <clears throat> on their path or their journey, they definitely um, was not no fucking angel when they did that. Everyone talks about Mother Teresa and Gandhi and Gandhi was a fucking racist and I've heard really fucked up shit about Mother Teresa too. So it, the point that I'm trying to get at is nobody is perfect. Those shadow sides of you that people like to push away or not associate themselves with, you should be embracing it because that is one aspect of you. That's one part of you. That's, and you know, it's, I'm not trying to say, you know, if someone makes you angry, you're like beasting on them and you're just like, you know, you're just going crazy. No, but if you know, that's how you would act in, in a situation, you know, you're short tempered, you're a hothead. People make you angry when they say certain things. Being self-aware is going to allow you to control that. That's a part of you. It's going to be very difficult to change. I definitely say, I know I used to be very short-tempered. However, I've learned to control that. Meditation helps me control that. Um, being an active listener helps me control that. One thing I really hate as a Gemini is uh, like communication that's like excessive or elongated. Like If we're having a conversation and you're trying to ask me something, just get to the point. There's no need for you to tell me a background history or a life story. Just get to the point so that we can discuss what we need to discuss. However, I would get very impatient and I would tell people like, okay, like, where are we going with this conversation? Like, just ask me what you want to ask me. Okay. Because I'm aware of my ego, because I'm aware of myself, because I'm aware like, hey, you're a bit short tempered. You're a bit of a hothead. Um, you need to learn to be an active listener meditate 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day in the morning so that when people start agitating you in the morning, you can go back to that happy, peaceful place, allow the person to talk or say what they have to say, and then go from there. And it has gotten me so far. And that's because I became aware of the things that I was doing. I became aware of the bad traits that I had. I'm not saying that in your healing journey, like this stuff is just going to go away. You're not going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm not short-tempered anymore. Everything's fine. No, you might have days where you're just like, wow, like today's not a day. I feel a little bit off, but being self-aware helps you bring yourself back to a path or back to a healthy mindset where you're understanding of that. You're understanding that I'm not perfect, but you know, right now this person really sounds like they're frustrated and they need to talk to me so I can be there for them. I'm not going to cut them off because they're not getting to the point. I'm not going to, you know, get agitated and be like, you're just wasting my time right now. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to you because this is truly what you need. You need someone to listen to so I can be that person. Um, 
like I said, it's very, it is a very difficult thing. I, I hear people all the time, um, <clears throat> especially light workers in the healing community or light workers in the spiritual community tend to turn that aspect away um, because they only work with the light. They don't work with, you know, they call it negative energies or or vibration, vibrational um, uh, things. But I, I don't necessarily think the ego or your shadow self is something that's low vibrational. I just feel like it's an unknown energy. Um, yeah, unknown energy that you're just not familiar with, or it just it feels a little bit heavier than what you're used to facing when you're around higher vibrational energy. I've dealt with people and myself sat, uh, shadow side, and that energy is, is very heavy. So I do understand when light workers don't want to work with it, but I don't think it's an aspect that we should necessarily reject or an aspect that we should. Um, now I want to integrate with ourselves. I just think being self-aware is allowing us to know like, yeah, that stuff happened to me or yeah, I used to be that kind of person or sometimes I could tend to get like that, but I'm doing A, B, and C so that I'm not doing it anymore. You understand what I mean? <clears throat> Same with someone who uh, is is or was hypersexual. Um, and when I say hypersexual, I don't want it to be mistaken as like... Um, like someone being, you know, promiscuous, I feel like that is a personal choice. If you want to fuck someone, you can fuck whoever the fuck you want to fuck. That is your body. That is your personal choice. Regardless of the spiritual aspects of it, the soul ties, um, carrying someone's energy and trauma, that has nothing to do with me. Whatever you choose to do with your body is whatever you choose to do with your body. I have no say on that. I don't care what someone does with their body. I don't think anyone should care. Um, however, I think the point that I'm trying to get at um, <clears throat> when I say this is the hypersexualization. It came with an aspect of me that just kind of felt like uh, I had nothing else to offer but that, like because that's what people wanted from me. So that it was nothing else that came with it, and I was so un unaware of my value, my worth, myself that I just, you know, yeah, this is what I'm here for. This is what we're here for. Like, there's nothing else to this. That's it. So. And imposter syndrome is like I said, it'll have you really fucked up. It'll have you so fucked up. It'll have you feeling worthless, like down. It have you devalue yourself or look at yourself like you're just, I don't want to say scum of the earth, but like not your worth, not who you are truly as a person. It's just like you're not just the person on the outside, you're the person on the inside. And imposter syndrome will have you not even wanting to even look at the person on the outside, much less value the person that's within or the soul, the being, that core. Like you won't even pay attention to it because you're so fixated on not feeling worthy enough for people or for life itself. Imposter syndrome will have you looking in the mirror and not recognizing the person and the reflection that's staring back at you. It will have you waking up in a body that you feel like is not yours. And even at times, um, you'll feel like your own thoughts are not your own thoughts. You'll be repulsed at your own body at times, at your own skin, because you don't feel like yourself at all. And that's because you don't really have a, a definite... Um, sorry, I'm trying to get the thought. It's because you don't know who you are. Me, when I started my healing journey, <clears throat> it was very, it was very difficult. But I had a dream one night, and this is gonna sound really crazy. Um, but 
I was starting to do shadow work and integrate myself, the shadow side with the the being that I am today. And I remember have like having a difficult conversation and um, I was working with the Lords of Karma as well. And I just said, I don't feel like myself, like the person I felt before inside and out. Like, I don't feel like that person anymore. What do I like? What do I need to do? What what do I need to do? And I remember going to sleep and I had a dream. <clears throat> and in my dream, I saw me, but the girl was uh, whoever she was. She was more alternative. Um, she just had like locks and she had tattoos and she had piercings. And she was just like, you just need to be who you truly are. Like she, it was like, I was having a conversation with myself and she goes, you just need to be who you truly are. You need to stop trying to put yourself in a box. You need to stop identifying with something that you're not. And you need to be able to creative, uh, creatively express yourself. I'm a very creative person. I like to paint. I like to draw. I like to, I like to do, uh, anything that has to do with like art. I'm a, a huge art buff. I love art. I love movies. I love everything that has to do with art, um, music and everything. And I had turned myself into, I I wasn't even openly practicing witchcraft or doing tarot or any of that. I was just like this person that I didn't even know who I was anymore. And that's because many years ago, I used to be very into that, into, you know, all the art, but then I started dating someone who was a little bit more reserved. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I can't do all the tattoos and the piercings. I took all my piercings out when I was dating him, um, dyed my hair. Uh, I, I like straightened my hair, cut my hair. I've done so many things, but then I'm like, I've always wanted locks. I've always wanted to be spiritual, um, or dive (coughs) more into my spirituality. I've always wanted to be more natural, I always wanted to do these things. I wanted to practice my yoga again because I stopped everything when I started when I met this person and became someone that I wasn't. I just wanted to be accepted and loved and valued under someone else's conditions and terms. Now, I don't give a fuck what your condition or terms are. You're going to value me because I'm going to value the way that anyone should. It shouldn't have to be under someone's conditions or terms. It shouldn't have to be like Oh, well, if you do A, B, and C, I'm going to love you. Love is not fucking transactional. Can we please, can we please like make that a thing? Like love should not be transactional. It should not be tit for tat. It shouldn't be, well, if you're bringing this to the table, I'm bringing that. No, you should love someone unconditionally and because, and and you should love someone because of who they are. And I know you're like, oh, she amped up right now. Yes, you, you damn right. I'm amped up right now because I have always allowed people to, I've always changed myself so that people can love me, but it's just, you should love me for who I am. Tattoos, piercings, locks, all of that. Um, <clears throat> you should love me for who I am. The stretch marks on my body, um, the way that I talk, the interest that I have, you should love me because of that. Not because of me changing myself so that you can want to be with me. Do you understand? So... <sighs> It took many, many years for me. And then, uh, I mean, this year I end up locking my hair. I'm on my seventh month, my seventh month. But before it was, and I think that's why I needed to do the locking. It was a spiritual thing for me. It wasn't just aesthetics. Of course, I think locks are gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're natural. They're just, it's just something about them that just makes me feel like this person's from the earth. Like, like a tree. I don't know how to explain it. It's just something so earthy about people who have locks. There's just such, it's beautiful that your hair can take, you know, 
the image or take the structure of something so powerful. But the that allowed me to see myself in a different light because it was just, I had to start from scratch and started from scratch. Um, if you're doing like freeform, if you're just doing locks in general and not like instant locks, uh, you go through an ugly stage. So I had to see myself in every single stage until the locks actually formed. And now, you know, they formed and they kind of take shape and I'm going to just allow them to do their own thing. But before it was just very difficult because I had to look at myself every single day in the mirror. And there was days that I would look at myself and I couldn't even tell myself I love myself. And that's because I wasn't who I was. I was not me. I was so unaware of the self. I was so, my ego had complete, it consumed me. And I had such unhealthy viewpoints of who I was. But who I am today is a completely different person. And I would never allow someone to devalue me the way that I allowed people in the past to. And I would dissociate my my being, my soul from the physical body. That's why I couldn't identify who I was because I would look in the mirror at times and I'd be like, that's not me. I don't know who the fuck that bitch is in the mirror, but that bitch isn't me. And it was, it was just more so that dissociation because... I'm a creative, expressive person, expressive person. And when I'm doing things that are just not creative or not allowing me to express myself creatively, I'm not myself. So imposter syndrome will have you feeling like, who the fuck is that person looking back at me? Because that's not me. And you would feel it. You feel it spiritually. Um... I know I've been talking about like the ego as well. And I feel like the ego plays into this because, well, first off, um, imposter syndrome and self-awareness, all these topics are related to the root chakra, which is your security and your stability, as well as your solar plexus, um, which solar plexus is your power, um, your identity, who you are, I am. that is associated with your solar plexus. So I feel like this all ties in um, because when you have an unhealthy ego, it's just kind of a way you do this thing where you detach yourself. Um, you can, Of course, you have like other symptoms where you're like hostile, you're jealous, you're bitter and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with, you know, identity issues, not being able to relate to the self. Because if you know who you are and you're comfortable with, with who you are, you would never feel bitter or jealous or anything like that. Um, you would never be, you know, a bitter ass bitch. There's no need for you to be because you're happy with who you are. You are yourself. How could you not be happy? How could you not be happy with the person that you are, that you've become? But with that unhealthy ego, it's, you know, that's what fucks you up. Um, that's what makes you dissociate. And and you do things like that. You're like, I would never, why would I say something like that? Why would I do something like that? Like, that's not me. Like, I, I'm not that kind of person. But being unaware of the self or being so consumed in the unhealthy ego, it will have you react that way. It will have you doing things that are completely out of character from who you truly are. Um, Sorry. Um, I'm just, I told you I have bullet points so that I'm not like rambling, but I think a lot, the one thing that I just really want to fixate on is the integration of the sap, the shadow self. And maybe I should do an episode on the shadow self or uh, 
shadow work, what that is, what consists of shadow work. I could do like a follow-up episode to this. Um, but the integration of both parts of you, we have that light and we have that dark. That's when we talk about, you know, the balance. I've actually heard people who would say things like, oh, I, it's only light. It's only, there's no way that you've lived your whole life and there was never any dark shadow aspects of you. That integration allows you to be able to work with both energies, that divine feminine energy, because guess what? Divine feminine energy is what? Yin energy, right? That's the yin energy. That's the mother energy. That's your shadow self. Okay. And then your masculine is the, is the <clears throat> I apologize, um, energy, which is the lighter energy, more invigorating, more faster, quick flowing energy. It doesn't mean that the yin energy is bad because it's a heavier energy. It's just more unknown because I know for me as a woman, that's just the energy that's less tapped into because femininity is not really, you know, uh, it's it's frowned upon in today's society. Um, however, I'm going to follow up this episode with a shadow work um, episode just so we could get into this. I wanted to really just talk about the importance of self-awareness and um, having a healthy... <coughs> Oh my God, this cough is killing me. Oh my God, I can't do this anymore with this fucking cough. That's why I'm trying to like end this episode now. But um, I just want to talk about the importance of healing. Of course, I'm always talking about healing, right? Um, my name wouldn't be Kira the, the, the Healer, Reverend Killer, Kira the Healer, or Kira La Curandera, or Kira the Obia Woman. I wouldn't be a fucking Obia if I didn't talk about healing, but... A lot of the information that we're fed out there, it's not all rainbows and sunshines and puppies and unicorns. A lot of it <clears throat> has to do with pain and addressing wounds and addressing the hurt and understanding why we are the way we are, why we tick the way we tick, why some people can trigger us the way that they can and press certain buttons they can. Um, and you reacting in a certain way that you do, it's because you're unaware of yourself. Um, or you not being able to even relate to the person that you're looking in the mirror, you just truly don't feel a connection or that you're that person. Um, I hate to say it, it's literally because of imposter syndrome and <clears throat> shadow work, integrating that shadow self, that darker self, getting a better sense of who you are and expressing yourself. Me, it's, a st I, I, I'm... My cancer, my, I said my cancer, my Venus is in cancer, okay? Um, there's just something about aesthetics to me that is a turn on. There's something about the same thing as a Gemini is something with the mind, just knowing somebody who just has like, can, can really fucking think is a deep thinker and just want to like talk about some crazy ass shit for hours. That's a turn on. And it's just like... <clears throat> For me, that's that's what it is for me. That's what helped me connect with myself. Deep conversations, aesthetics, art. That's what helped me connect with myself. That's when I feel like myself when I am, you know, secreting that kind of energy. And for some, and, and for you, it might be something completely different that makes you identify with yourself. But if you start to notice that you're not feeling like yourself, you're unaware, you're not being who you are, definitely look into shadow work, look into meditating. Um but also understanding that your healing journey is not overnight, okay? 
Your healing journey is not going to be done today. It's not going to be done tomorrow. It can take years. Mine's, I'm still on it and it's been fucking years. Just take your time and just know that at the end of the day that the healing will come. You, you will heal those wounds when the time is right. Sometimes they might resurface and it might be easier to deal with them. Or sometimes it might resurface and you're like, fuck, I still need to work on this. And that's okay because... Healing is not a one side fix, uh, one sign sign. Oh my god, a one size fix all. Okay, my loves, I'm going to end the episode here. I once again, so much gratitude and appreciation for you supporting me, for following me, for listening to me, for streaming my podcast. I appreciate it so much. I don't think you guys understand how much I do, but I really do. Um, I'm going to leave the episode here. If you want to reach out to me, my inbox is always open. I love just talking to people, so. <clears throat> you can hit me up on Instagram at mystic.mommy.healing. Um, other than that, I'm going to leave you guys here. I love you all. Tune into the next episode. We'll be talking about shadow work and diving into that. Other than that, I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful, amazing uh, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Um, also, Mercury Retrograde is coming up on the, uh, the 27th of September. So make sure... Um, Make sure you're not signing any contracts. Make sure you're not doing anything big. Um, communication is going to be a little bit fucked up around this time uh, or around that time. And just take things slow. Don't stress anything. Don't stress yourself out because as soon as we enter it, we're going to be entering. We're going to be exiting right out of it in like November-ish. So we're going to be good. But I love you all so much. Um, have a wonderful day or night wherever you're at. Um, and you will hear from me soon. I love you all. Bye. Hey, it's your girl, Kira the Healer, and I'm just coming to you really quick, just in case you need my contact info. I can be reached on Instagram at mystic.mommy.healing, or um, you can hit me up on Gmail, which is shakira.the.healer at gmail.com. Um, I am always open for readings, so you can book me through there. Um, other than that, I really do appreciate you guys supporting me and um, giving me the time of day to even speak and have a platform. I hope you guys enjoy the episodes and I will continue to um, upload some more. So I have a lot coming to you for this season. I really do want you guys to keep tuning in and listening because shit's about to get fucking good and it's about to get real. Um, other than that, though, I hope you guys have a good day, evening, night, whatever time it is you're listening to it, and you'll hear from me soon.